Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 55 of the World of Sports podcast. I am your host, Diego Sandoval, and joined with me, as always, is my co-host, Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? We've got a great episode in store. We are entering the great month of October where all three sports that we talk about on this podcast are playing games at the same time. NBA hasn't uh, you know, quite entered the, the quote-unquote real games, but they are playing preseason games. Um, but it's always great to see baseball, basketball, and football all playing at once. It almost, I don't even know, as a sports fan, you love it. Um, so we're talking about all three sports today. We're going to give our NFL Week 5 picks predictions. Um, and we're going to go over to the MLB right now. It is the divisional series of the playoffs. It is Saturday, October 9th. So... If you're listening to this afterwards, just know that that's where we are in the series. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about there. Um, some great series, some great matchups. Um, and then we're going to close off with some just NBA preseason news, takeaways, overreactions, because we're going to talk about it later, but it's the preseason. So, mm-hmm. you know, you take everything with a grain of salt. Um but yeah, before we get right, get into it, follow us on all of our social medias, head over to Instagram at TWOS podcast, the link in the bio will have all the links you will need to follow us anywhere. Um, and also if you follow us on Instagram, we have a lot more uh, extra content kind of that, that's not set on the podcast ranking stuff like that, which we're definitely going to be doing um, heading into the NBA season. Uh, I believe next week is the last episode before the start of the NBA regular season. So we're going to do a lot of predictions picks rankings that'll be a more nba focused episode so looking forward to that but for now it's going to be pretty even uh, across all three sports let's kick it off with the nfl um if you do follow us on instagram you saw that we both picked the rams to beat the seahawks last week uh, or this week a couple days ago uh, and that happened um so we are both one and oh on the week um overall we still have the same record um (laughs) but they're both good records i'm trying to remember what they are it was 34 and 14 after week three i have to go back and look but i think we both we both went like 11 and 5 uh last week i believe so you know we're 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 doing all right we are let's see where is this here it is no it's not 46 and 19, I guess. 46 and 15. We're each 46 and 15 is what I see. All right. Well, it's a good record either way. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's actually very good. So, and last week was a down week. We both went 11 and five. So hoping to bounce back, I guess, but, and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll have some different picks so that we end up one person ends up pulling away (laughs) from each other. Um, Let's start it off with the game that is taking place in London this week, and that is the New York Jets taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I have the upset in this week. I have the Jets winning their second straight game against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Zach Wilson impressed me last week. Um, I don't know. These are two bad teams, so it really could go either way. Yeah. Uh, Somehow I'm also picking the Jets. We're both picking the (laughs) Jets in the same week. That's insane, but... Yeah, the Falcons have been super disappointing. I didn't think they were going to be great, but their defense has been atrocious, and the Jets beat the Titans. I mean, that's not a bad team. Um, but, yeah, both bad teams. I'm sorry, London, that this is the game you get. But, 
I guess we have to watch it. So, oh, I'm not gonna yes. watch it. It starts at six thirty a.m. I'm. Dead. I guess they gotta watch um, it. <laughs> um, moving on to a better game. A uh, couple of <laughs> couple of good teams actually this year. The Packers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals surprise three and one team to most people. Um, they've looked good, but the Packers have looked better in my opinion. I think they're just a better team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, after week one, the Packers looked horrible. And then since then they've looked amazing. The, like the way that we thought they were going to look right. The Bengals three and one, like you said, that's pretty good. I mean, nobody really expected them to be that good, but I don't think they're at the level of the Packers yet. Um, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and probably do his thing. Yeah. Moving on. Um, we have the one in three Vikings taking on the zero and four Lions. The Vikings are one of the best one in three teams. I think. I think they're they're a lot better than people are giving them credit for. You look at the games they played, fourteen to seven against the Browns last week. That's a really good game against a tough team. They beat the Seahawks. They almost beat. They basically beat the Cardinals, but the Cardinals had a game winning field goal on them, and then they lost by a field goal to the Bengals in week one. So this is a very good team that isn't getting a lot of credit because they're one in three um, and the lions are the lions. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yeah, I totally agree. I got the Vikings too. And I mean, from the lions point of view, like, uh, yeah, they, they lost last week on a, or was it two weeks ago with that field goal? But other than that, they've been awful. Um, so, I mean, I'm picking the Vikings. I think they're a lot better than one in three. Yeah. Um, moving on to a couple of teams that are that are in, that have been interesting this year. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Denver Broncos. Um, the Broncos, you know, they're three and one, but you got to look at the teams that they beat. Um, you know, I mean, I guess now the teams that they beat have won a game, but at the first first three weeks, the teams they beat were combined zero and nine. So that's not the most impressive resume of victories for Denver. Um, but you look at the other side and the Steelers offense has been bad. Big Ben is not, not, a, not a very good Terrible. quarterback anymore. Um, that being said, I'm going with the upset and I'm taking the Steelers. Um, there's question marks at, at quarterback for the Broncos. They don't really, if it's Drew Locke, I think this is even more of a safe pick for me, but if it, it might be Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but I've got the Steelers. Yeah, I got the Broncos in this one. And I mean, maybe some of my Steelers hate is coming out, but I just don't believe in this team at all. And Big Ben, like he said, he's just been so terrible this year. And I mean, he's old. He's not getting a ton of help, but like he's not really setting people up for success. Their defense is good still. So, I mean, they're they're not a bad team. I mean, they're one in three, but like, I don't know. They probably shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, I got the Broncos in this one. Uh, surprising that that's like what people are actually picking that the Steelers, the Steelers winning is an upset, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. As of right now, Teddy Bridgewater still needs to clear his final concussion protocol. So we will see when Drew Locke took over last week, that team was not good. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I've got the Steelers. You've got the Broncos. Great to see a difference here. Uh, this game, I don't think we're going to see a difference, but it's the temp- Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Miami Dolphins. Since Jacoby Brissett has taken over, and really this whole season, the Dolphins have not lived up to expectations. Um, and the Buccaneers, I don't think, are as good as they were last year, but I think they're better than the Dolphins this year by a long shot. So I got the Bucks. 
Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's a pretty safe pick. It's kind of a lock for this week. But, yeah, I, I just don't see the Bucks losing this one. Yeah, I would say, yeah, this is this is a pretty safe lock out of all the matchups this week. Um, moving on to a game that is between two teams that I can't figure out if they're good or bad. Most people really can't. It's the Washington football team versus the New Orleans Saints. What is the deal with these teams? The, the Saints, we know their defense is good, but is Jameis Winston an average quarterback or is he a very bad quarterback? I, I don't know. And then the Washington football team, their offense has been really good, but their defense that was supposed to be like top five going into the season has been the worst in the NFL. So it's really tough to just rank either of these teams because I would say the football team definitely had bigger expectations going into the season, especially the Saints, you know, first year without Drew Brees, nobody really expected them to do much. But just this path that the football team has taken is so weird because they they have so many young guys on that defensive side. It just figured, oh, they're going to keep getting better. But just it just hasn't worked out this year. So I don't – but that's the same to say about the Saints. Nobody knows how how good either of these teams are. Yeah, I mean, I got the Saints in this one, but this is probably the team that I, like, hate picking the most just because it couldn't go either way. Like, I really can't predict them at all. Like you said, Jameis Winston, like, we don't even know what he's going to do. He's had great games, and he's had absolutely terrible games. So this is a really hard one. Um, the Washington football team is not helping me pick either because, yeah, they're up and down too. Um, but, yeah, I, I predict that Jameis Winston's going to have a good one since Washington's defense has been terrible, which is – Weird to say, but that's what's happening so far. Yeah, I'm going to go with the football team. I don't know. I just – I've I've felt like I've had this confidence in them all season. That's definitely not warranted. And that, I think that comes with just my confidence in them in the preseason. It's just a carrying over, even though it definitely shouldn't. So this might be a bad pick, but I'm going to go with the football team. <laughs> but, you know, you said it. It's just impossible to, to like, predict how these teams are going to do yeah. week in and week out. I like that we're split, though. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the surprise Carolina Panthers and the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, since week one against the Falcons, when the Eagles just stomped on them and everyone thought, oh, my God, they're going to be so good this year. Um, they haven't done much, really. Um, on the other side, the Panthers most definitely have. That I mean, Sam Darnold is looking like a – uh, uh, the newest, I think I said this in the last podcast, but he's the newest example to why the Jets are just a terrible franchise. And Adam, or it's more Adam Gase was a terrible coach. But the Panthers have unlocked Sam Darnold. Um, and I, I like what I've seen from the Panthers. And that defense is very good too. Uh, they just traded for Stefan Gilmore, by the way. I, I didn't, I forgot about that. They traded a sixth round pick for one of the best, if not the best cornerbacks in the league. Because Bill Belichick didn't want to cut him. Yeah, I, I still don't understand trades in the <laughs> NFL. It makes no sense to me that that happened. But um, so I I don't know if Gilmore's playing this week, but still I, I got the Panthers in this one. Yeah, I got the Panthers too. I mean, they're three and one, and the only game that they've lost to was the Cowboys. And I mean, the Cowboys I think are really good this year. So. Yeah. yeah, I think they're just a better team, and the Eagles have been really disappointing since Week One, like you said. So. I'm going with Sam Darnold. I think he's going to have a good one. Um, and I got the Panthers. 
Uh, moving on, uh, this could also be a lock. I think um, it is the Titans. Uh, I have the Titans beating the Jaguars. Jaguars haven't looked good. Derrick Henry honestly could rush for 200 yards this week. Um, yeah, I've got Tennessee. Yeah, I actually have a bold prediction for this one. I'll say later, um, but I still got the Titans in this one. I mean, it just I just don't think the Jaguars are a good team. And the Titans have been disappointing too. Like they lost to the Jets. They, yeah, they lost to the Jets. I don't know how much worse you can get from that. I guess lose to the Jaguars, but yeah, I, I can't I can't not pick them in this one. Yeah. Um, moving on. Another game that could be a lock, but I don't know. Um, I've got the Patriots beating the Texans. Uh, Bill Belichick, just in his coaching career, has is notorious for exposing rookie quarterbacks, um, and that's exactly what Davis Mills is. He's a rookie quarterback that didn't expect to start at all this year. Um, so I think Bill Belichick does his does his magic, and they beat the Texans. Yeah, I don't have a ton more to say. I just it's the Texans. I'm going to pick most teams over them. And I mean, if they were bad already and then they got more injured, that's just more of a reason to pick against them. But I mean, the Patriots are obviously really well coached. So, yeah, I think they're going to do well against them. Moving on, we have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Chicago Bears. Um, Justin Fields making his second start. The Bears uh, head coach announced that he is officially the starter. Um, I mean, that's good he gives them the best chance of winning in my opinion it's just coaching needs to figure it out and play you know start play calling for Justin Fields not for a guy who just sits in the pocket um uh the Raiders coming off a loss to the Chargers um it was just ugly in the first half they got it going in the second half and made it kind of a game, which was surprising after how just bad it was in the first half. Um, I still think, you know, I still think the Raiders are a good team. Uh, I think, I mean, we'll talk about it in the next game, but the Chargers are a very good team. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders over the Bears. I just, I don't believe in this Bear. I, I believe in Justin Fields, but I don't believe in the Bears as a whole. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Justin Fields has a lot of potential, and I think that he's being kind of set up for failure right now with coaching and play calling and whatever is happening because I don't know what's going on in Chicago. But, I mean, the first game he played, he got sacked like 12 times or 10 times or it something. It was like 9 um, or 10 or something. Just like you're not going to be able to do well if you're getting destroyed every single play. And then the game after that, I mean, he didn't play bad. It's just I mean, he led them to a win against the Lions. It's just like. I feel like he's not getting used to like the best of his strengths. And I mean, the Raiders are a much better team in my opinion. So I'm picking them for the third week in a row now. Yeah. Um, moving on to not the game of the week in my opinion, but definitely one of them. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are heading to Los Angeles to take on the chargers. What's your take on this game? I mean, I'm going to go with the Brownies pretty much every week, but I think this is going to be a really, really good one. Um, I do have question marks with Baker Mayfield. I think it was a torn lab or a partially torn labrum or something in his shoulder. Yeah, in which, his left shoulder. So yeah, it's and, like um last game he didn't look good. And I think that was probably the reason for it, is because I mean he's having to favor that shoulder and he was missing throws. I think he missed OBJ like two times for a touchdown. Um, so that definitely is a question mark. And the Chargers, I mean, are a really good team. They beat the Chiefs, like they're very, very talented. 
Um, so I think this could be a shoot a shootout too. I don't think the defenses are bad, but like I just think the offenses could be really good. Uh, and I'm super excited for this one. Um, shout out to Dom. We'll see who gets the bragging rights after this one. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, this could be a shootout or a defensive showdown because the Chargers have a very good defense. The Browns have a very good defense. They both have very good offenses. Um, you know, that Chargers run defense is a lot more suspect than their pass defense, which I think the Browns are going to expose. Yeah. Um but then again, the Chargers offense has looked lethal. Like Justin Herbert is is doing his thing. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. I saw enough over the past two weeks taking down the Chiefs and the Raiders pretty handedly. I mean, the Chiefs wasn't handedly, but, you know, they they won both those games against two mm-hmm. good Raiders were undefeated and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So I like what I've seen from the Chief, uh, Chargers. I also like what I see from the Browns. These are two teams that – Right now we're on a playoff trajectory, so I think it's going to be a great game. I've got the Chargers. Yeah, I think Miles Garrett is also questionable for that, so mm. Browns are kind of banged up right now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, Baker Mayfield is definitely something to watch because, yeah. you know, the Browns are kind of downplaying it as, oh, it's his non-throwing arm, so it's not doesn't have that much of an effect, but it does. If you have a torn muscle anywhere in your body, like no matter how little you use it, it's going to have an effect when it comes to, you know, he's not going to want to get hit. He's going to want to try to get the ball away, stuff like that. So we shall see. Um, Moving on to an NFC East matchup, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Um, You said it earlier. Uh, I fully, I mean, I'll take it that I completely underestimated the Cowboys this year. I don't think, I honestly don't think anybody expected their defense to be this good. Um, their offense, I think everyone kind of knew, was pretty high-powered. It was just the defense that was lacking. But they're putting it together this year, and they looked like a very good team. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. The Giants, coming off a win against, again, the Saints, who we don't know if they were good or not. Um, Saquon Barkley looks like Saquon Barkley again, which is great to see. He had a great game last week. Um, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, same. I think I've picked the Cowboys the last four weeks, but I mean, there's a reason for that. They're really impressing me and I think they're going to do it again. I really like what Dak Prescott's doing. Um, But yeah, I think the Giants are at least not as much of a joke anymore if Saquon comes back and he's actually good. So it's at least a game to look at. Yeah. Uh, Another divisional matchup between two NFC West teams, the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. I mean... Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? Because they might be. they're playing like it. They just took down the Rams um, pretty dominantly. I mean, it wasn't that close of a game. I'm blanking on the score, but it was 37 to 20. Like that, that's not a very close football game. Um, the Cardinals have just looked really good. Uh, Kyler Murray is the front runner for MVP, I would say right now, although our pick Josh Allen is right there as well with what he's done the past couple of weeks, just blowing teams out by 30. Um, Niners, Trey Lance is starting, uh, so that's exciting for 49er fans. Um, but rookie quarterback, we don't know how he's going to work with Shanahan in that offense. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I feel like that's sort of safe pick too. Um, last undefe- 
undefeated team in the NFL. I think it stays this way. Um, I am excited to see the rookie quarterback. I mean, they're going to, he's going to go against a really hard team to play against. So we'll see what happens, but I just don't think you can pick against the Cardinals in this one. Uh, I mean, they just beat the Rams. So like, yeah, it's going to be tough. That quarterback matchup is going to be great to watch. It's going to be exciting because Trey Lance is Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray were able to truck people. (laughs) So that will be very fun. They are both going to be running around the field. Um, But yeah, game of the week, in my opinion, comes on Sunday night. Uh, The Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. In many people's minds at the beginning of the season, they were the two favorites in the AFC. Let me hear what you got. I mean, I got the Chiefs again. I understand that they've been pretty disappointing so far. I mean, if you're – well, they're two and two now, but they were one and two in the first three weeks, and they barely beat the Browns. Um, so I understand that hesitancy. Uh, you could totally go with the Bills here. I, I mean, it's going to be a really, really close one in my opinion. Um, but I just – I don't see a team this good just losing again. Um, and it definitely could happen, but I just feel like they're going to – you know, have to, having to go against such a good team, they might have to just play up to that, and I think that they will. Patrick Mahomes isn't someone to just, like, back down from that. Um, I think they're the same team. I don't think that they're what their record shows, but, um, yeah, I got the Chiefs. I've got the Bills in this one, and I think the Chiefs have kind of shown that if you can out, you know, out torch them, you will beat them. Like that, their defense isn't going to stop you. And the Bills have shown that they will absolutely <laughs> obliterate teams on the offensive side of the ball. They've scored 35 plus points the last three weeks, 40 plus in the last two weeks. Um, that's very good. That there's there, there's a possibility that this this game sees two both teams scoring 35 plus points. Like neither neither defense is stopping neither either offense. And I just mm-hmm. think right now the Bills defense is a little bit better than the Chiefs defense that they can maybe force one turnover and that'll be the game. It, it, I think that's what it could come down to. Whoever turns the ball over. Um but like you said this is this is gonna pretty much determine what the Chiefs are this year I think this week. If they can't beat a high powered team you know that's that, that that's not very good. Like they're going to have to beat these teams to be considered, you know, still the top dogs. So it's going to be a good game. I've got the Bills, you've got the Chiefs should be a fun one. Moving on to the Monday night football game. Uh, much less exciting than the Sunday night football game, in my opinion. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts got their first win last week, as we both predicted, um, just because the Dolphins haven't been very good. The Ravens, on the other hand, you know, I just think they're the better team on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I don't have a ton more to add. I got the Ravens, too. I just... I agree. I think they're the better team, and I just don't expect the Colts to get a win against a team that good this year. So, yeah. Moving on to our bold predictions. I have a bold prediction about the New York Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson. <laughs> he had a very good game last week, albeit against a bad Tennessee defense, but he's playing a bad Atlanta defense this week. I think he throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Those are both career highs for Zach Wilson five weeks into the season. Um, but I think the kid from BYU has a great game. Uh, 
it's pretty funny. I have a very similar prediction. It's for a different player, but I have Trevor Lawrence having a breakout game, still not winning, but having a breakout <laughs> game with two touchdowns and 300 yards. He hasn't really shown that this far so far, but I mean, we know how talented he is. He hasn't figured it out yet, but I feel like it's got to come at some point. Um, so I'm predicting this week. Hey, Trevor Lawrence had 303 touchdowns in week one. There were three interceptions, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, that was my bold prediction week one and it hit, but it was still wasn't a good game, which was funny. But anyways, uh, my second bold prediction is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will force two or more turnovers on the Miami Dolphins. Like I said, this this Bucks defense isn't the same as it's been in or as it was last year, but I think that they are they still have the talent that I feel like it's only a matter of time until they put it together again. And I think this week is a perfect opportunity against Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins. So I think the Bucks have two plus turnovers in week five. Uh, we kind of talked about this before. Um, might be a little bit boring, but I got the Chiefs and Bills both scoring 30 plus. I mean, we talked about how great their offenses are. And then, I mean, I don't think either of them are going to get stopped at all. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. Uh, I'm excited. How awesome would it be if we saw a football game? If, if it was going to be any game, it would be this this Sunday night game, Bills-Chiefs. If we saw a football game where the team scored every single drive, <laughs> like field goal or touchdown, like can you just imagine if a team never punted or like got stopped? It's like college. Like, yeah, it'd be like college football, which would be sick. Um, but, yeah, those are our week five picks and predictions. Going to be a good week. There are a lot of good matchups this week. Chargers, Browns, Bills, Chiefs, um, Cardinals, Niners. Uh, plenty of football team versus Saints if you're a fan of teams that have zero identity. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be a good week in the NFL. Moving on to the sport that's kind of – you know, at, at its peak right now, and that is the MLB. Um, it is the division series right now. So Saturday, October 9th, we have the two ALDSs. We have the Red Sox versus the Rays and the White Sox versus the Astros. Over in the NLDS, we have the Brewers versus the Braves and the Dodgers versus the Giants. Starting in the ALDS, just because those series have already played two games, um, uh, we'll start with the Astros-White Sox. I mean, this Astros offense just doesn't care how good your pitching is. <laughs> They're just going to keep hitting. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's really impressive. Like, you got to give them credit for what they do. They, they've been really good. Pitching, too. I mean, the White Sox offense is amazing, and they've not shut them down but limited them uh, a lot. And, I mean, I have a lot of – I'm just kind of disappointed in the White Sox because this year they were supposed to be so good. And, I mean, they were, but honestly, I do think they were a little disappointing. And against 500 teams – or teams above 500, I should say, they've been, like, really bad. So, I mean, I feel like this is kind of telling for them um, – down 2-0 to the Astros, like, that's that's going to be tough to come back from. Um, but, yeah, their high-powered offense has not been great so far. And, I mean, their pitching has been pretty bad, too. Um, the Astros have just kind of dominated. Yeah, I came into this postseason and the, really the beginning of the regular season thinking that the White Sox pitching could carry them. And, I mean, you, you look at their staff and when fully healthy, Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Carlos Rodon, those guys are Cy Young candidates, all of them. And 
I thought, you know, games one and two was Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito. And the Astros just hit them like they were not that good of pitchers. Like, it's not even like the White Sox are pitching poorly. It's that this Astros offense is so good that they're going to hit anybody. Yeah. They have the capability to hit any pitch, anything. But I don't know. Disappointing from the White Sox. My American League champion. Again, the series isn't (laughs) over, but – it's it's looking like it. Yeah, it, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, at least your <laughs> hail champion made it past the wild card round. But uh, yeah, I do want to give a quick shout out to Jordan Alvarez. Why does this man not get any credit for what he does? He's like one of the best players in the league, and I think he's like twenty four. Yeah, like I, I don't know why he's not in the same conversation as. I mean, I know he doesn't play defense, but like, I don't think he's as good. But in the same conversation as a guy like. I don't know, Juan Soto and the young group of guys that are coming up. I feel like he should be included in that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Astros have been great. Got to give them credit. Yeah. Um, came from the Dodgers farm system. <laughs> Pain. But, um, yeah, he's been great. Uh, Yuli Gurriel won the AL batting crown with nobody caring. Um, so that's also I've heard nothing happened. about that. <laughs> um, moving on. Um I think it's safe to say that the Astros are going to win this series just because there's nothing that has shown otherwise. Yeah. Um, To the other side, though, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox, who beat the Yankees in the wild card round. I mean, like, this is the perfect matchup, in my opinion, of pitching versus hitting because – the Rays are a very pitching focused team. They had the best team ERA in the, you know, in the league um, this year. And I think we kind of saw that in, in games one and two, we saw the pitching and then we saw the hitting in game one, the Rays pretty much dominated the Red Sox, beat them five to zero. Um, and then in week in, in game two, the Red Sox put up 14 runs. Yeah. On 20 hits. I don't know if that's happened to the Rays this season. I, I doubt it. Like, I mean, I have the Rays winning this series. I, I think it'll, I, I think I, I didn't put it down, but I think I remember thinking either four or five games. But I mean, it, it, it's basically whoever you think going to win this series dictates if you think offense is more important or pitching is more important. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the Red Sox, showed how good they are last game. If you're putting up 14 runs against the Rays, then you got a really good offense. Uh, and 20 hits, like, that's not just – Yeah. Like, you, you have to be very talented to put up 20 hits against this team. And they were – I think they put in, like, 10 pitchers or something. They were hitting everyone. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really impressive. I really like this series because, I mean, the Rays have been, like, so good this entire year, and I feel like they're getting credit. But also, like, this is a real challenge for them to go against the – offense like this um i don't know if i would have rather had the the yankees or the red Sox in this just for matchup wise but i think this is really fun and i think it'll be close uh, i still have the rays in it but yeah i like it yeah should be interesting how the shift to boston uh plays because we know tampa doesn't get the best home home field advantage um it's just a bad situation there it's um, really bad they're, they're, they're going to be on their way out, kind of. They're going to play half their home games in Montreal, I think, starting next year or two years from now. Um, 
But Wander Franco, just th- he's he's an absolute phenom and going to win MVP in this league probably sooner rather than later. I mean, this guy is just, just hits like he hits and then he's a gold glove level fielder. Like he, he, he's everything. <laughs> he is the crown jewel of the Tampa Bay Rays. Historically, they just trade for young talent, but he's their one kind of farm, you know, homegrown guy. And yeah, he's showing why he is. And, uh, the quote-unquote rookie, Randy Rosarena, who's been in the league for eight years. Uh, I mean, he's he's back in playoff mode again. He's October still Randy. Eight. He's still home. Uh, he hit a home run. Uh, he's doing all the things. I mean, we saw what happened last year, so that's, that's exciting to watch, too. I like those two guys. Yeah. Um, shifting over to the NLDS, um, the Braves-Brewers series, I think, honestly, could – amass a total amount of runs less than the amount of runs the Red Sox scored yesterday (laughs) because these two I mean the Brewers are obviously probably I mean there's it's the Brewers Dodgers and White Sox I'm pretty sure and the Rays but like the best pitching staffs in baseball the Brewers have three guys who are going to finish in the top 10 Cy Young voting and that's ridiculous um they they held the Braves to one run uh, I, most I, I, we both had the Brewers winning this series, um, and I think the pitching is just going to keep carrying them. Like it's going to get to a point, and I think it's going to be the NLCS where that offense needs to start doing something. But it doesn't look like they're going to have to against the Braves. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, Milwaukee's pitching is just so good that their offense can kind of be mediocre. And I mean, they put up two runs last game, and that was enough to get the win. Um, I think it'll be. Close still. I mean, I think the Braves offense is good enough where they can at least pose a challenge, but I just think that that pitching is too good. And those three guys, I mean, you can just keep them in the rotation and that's all you really need. Corbin Burns shoved last game, six innings scoreless, only two hits. I mean, if they do that, they're going to win. That's, yeah, the Bra- that's Braves that aren't going to do much when Jorge Soler, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, and Adam Duvall only have one hit. <laughs> and it was Austin Riley. Um, a single yeah. uh yeah it, it, the brewers just pitching is so they have they can line up three starters that i think would let them sweep this series like burns already did his woodruff is pitching today in like an hour and a half and then i'm pretty sure it would be peralto game three so i don't know this brewers pitching staff is is lethal in a five game series where you just have to win three games yep. um moving on to the matchup everybody wanted to see, I think probably the most exciting matchup in, in this divisional series. And that is the Dodgers giants, the rivalry. Um, also it is the first time they ever faced each other, even if they were in New York, because apparently the, the, you know, the shot heard around the world when the giants won the pennant was back when like playoffs were, it was like only the world series for the playoffs. So that, old. that game was like a, it was like a, a tiebreaker because they ended the season tied. And so it was like, it was like a game 163 to win the national league because mm-hmm. just that's how baseball worked. So it wasn't technically the playoffs. It was just to win, right. To go to the world series, which is weird to say, but I mean, this is one of the most storied rivalries in baseball. It's up there with the Red Sox Yankees. Uh, that's kind of bias coming from a Dodger fan, but it's a great rivalry. Um, 
Giants took game one, four to zero. The Dodgers couldn't hit water if they fell off of a boat. It was bad. Like they didn't do anything offensively. They, they weren't able to string together hits. Uh, they almost got a run across in the first inning, but Logan Webb kicked the ball off his cleat. That was nice. Um, I don't know. I, I still have the Dodgers winning in five, but I mean, Logan Webb, just shout out Logan Webb. He balled out. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have kind of had games like this or stretches like this where their offense just doesn't really do a lot. Um, but I mean, I have to still predict that they're going to show up. I mean, it's a, if it's a five game series, I wouldn't be surprised, um, but I still got the Dodgers winning it. Uh, but I mean, the Giants need respect for what they've yeah. been doing. They're not a bad team that just has a great record. They're an amazing team. And uh, yeah, Logan Webb came out 7.2 innings, 10 strikeouts, no runs against the Dodgers. That's really impressive. Uh, I mean, the um, Giants offense is also showing up. Buster Posey somehow hit a home run into was... McCovey Cove for no reason against Walker <laughs> Bueller. Um, he, hit, he hit 96 up at his shoulders. He took that yeah. out there. That was yeah, crazy. And I mean, they could hit Walker Bueller, who you've said before is like one of the best postseason pitchers so far. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, he's still young, but that's still he's got a really good resume. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, it's still really impressive what they're doing. So I'm going to definitely watch all the games in this series. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, being a Dodger fan, I've watched pretty much every regular season game as many as I could. And I definitely followed it and, you know, checked the scores after every single game. But this team has gotten into stretches where the offense will score two, three runs a game less. But since the pitching was so good throughout the regular season, it was fine. Like it didn't affect them. Like they would win games two to zero, three to one. But you know, we're in the playoffs where that's not going to fly. Like you, you have to be able to score runs, especially against a team like the Giants. It's going to put up runs. It just. I just hope that they're not in one of those stretches. I mean, the wild card game, they didn't hit well. Like it was Justin Turner and Chris Taylor hit home runs. Like that's what happened for the Dodgers. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hoping that it's they're not in a slump right now because it's the worst time to be in a slump. But. We, we shall see. Only time will tell. Yeah. The pitching matchup today is uh, Julio Urias and Kevin Gosman. That's going to be really good. Um, it's going to be so, good because yeah. Gosman had a phenomenal breakout season and the Dodgers just don't seem to lose when Julio is pitching. Yeah. He's the only 20 game winner in the MLB. So we'll see. Dodgers don't have Kershaw, so they don't have that pitching depth. I don't know if Scherzer's going to be available for game three. I'm imagining he will be. Um, that would be on Monday in L.A. So Scherzer is also – the Dodgers have also never lost a Scherzer start in L.A. So we'll see. Um, should be a fun divisional series. Uh, the outlook on that series, I still have Dodgers in five, and I think – you have Dodgers in four, five. I'll take them in five. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it's almost disrespectful to say the Giants won't win two games. So you yeah. kind of have to give it to them. Um, but I think the Giants still have a pretty good chance of winning this too. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Got to win do. two games. 
and four. But, I mean, that's yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you were to predict the Dodgers, I feel like you almost you can't like say oh, yeah, oh, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna sweep. Like, obviously they're not gonna sweep, but like before the series, I saw a bunch of people saying Dodgers in three, and I was, and it's like, <laughs> Dodger fans are such casuals. It makes makes me mad because like. I... <laughs> I don't know. I have such a love-hate relationship with the Dodgers because, like, I am a fan of them. I mean, they are, like, my home team. Obviously, I'm an Indians fan, but it's, like, when Dodgers fans are do the oh, annoying you have to thing. Start, you have to start referring to them as Guardians. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. The, <laughs> the Indians have played their last game. So, yes, I'm a Guardians fan. But, like, I, I love to see the Dodgers win, but also Dodgers fans getting just, like, shut up and, like, losing – at least something just sometimes Dodger just fans to put have, them in their place dodger fans have the best and worst sport worst fans in baseball yeah like they're exactly the, the diehard dodger fans that know what they're talking about they're they're fine because they know baseball and like that it's whatever but the dodger fans that are like the casuals that don't watch until the playoffs and like say that kenley jansen sucks because he blew a couple saves a couple years ago <laughs> like that's what gets on my nerves but you know I guess that that could be said for pretty much every sports team. Like there's going to be fans who don't pay as much attention, therefore don't know what they're talking about. But I feel like Dodger fans are kind of to an extreme. Yeah. Um, But anyways, should be fun. Moving on to our last little segment. There's not much to talk about in terms of the NBA preseason, but one thing we definitely want to talk about was Kyrie Irving. Um. He's not vaccinated, and he's basically saying he's not going to get vaccinated. So the, the, the state of New York basically said, all right, you're not allowed to play in games in Brooklyn, which is, I mean, it's not like they're specifically targeting him. That's just straight up like the law. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and then, you know, in terms of away games, he's not going to be able to play in every single away game. It's going to depend on the state's law. Like, yeah. It's not like he's going to be, okay, he'll just be there for away games. Like, that's not even confirmed. And it was just, like, announced that the the Brooklyn Nets practice facility was deemed, like, a private organization or something, so he can practice there now. But, dude, get vaccinated. You're not – no, this is not a good situation for anybody. Yeah, it's just, like, Kyrie – I mean, he's so talented. I have so much love for Kyrie. He – help deliver a championship to Cleveland, but he just does things that like, yes, are very different. And I mean, he has like a mindset where it's like, just, I'm not just going to go with what everybody else does. Like I'm going to do my own thing. And yes, I, I understand that. I respect that to a certain degree, but something like this, it's just like, you know, his teammates are pissed at him. Like you, you want to get a championship with him. You want to like be the best you can be. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, you can't play like 46 of the games because you're going to be going to LA some of the time and in the playoffs, you're not going to have your home games there either. You're not going to be able to play there. So it's just, it's causing like inner turmoil in the team for zero reason. And like KD had to speak about it and he said all the right things. He's like, he's a grown man. He can make his own decisions, but there is no way that he's not at least a little angry with Kyrie that he can't just do this. Like they went to Brooklyn together to get a championship. Everybody else is on board with this. Um, and I understand that some people are hesitant to get the vaccine. Like it's somehow political now, which is a whole different topic that I'm not going to get into, but like, man, just do research that is real research and just go from there, man. Like I, I don't have anything else to say. Just get vaccinated. At this point, you're, 
there's no there's no positive repercussions are coming of it maybe at the beginning when you weren't being like disciplined for it okay do what you want to do but you are losing game checks your team is going to start losing games because of it like this is your job like you're you yeah the i don't know and this if if this ends up carrying into the regular season which i mean we're two weeks away basically and he, he reportedly is not vaccinated at all it's it, it takes like a month to get fully vaccinated like i don't know what's going to happen but if Kyrie's not available to be in the season and some other stuff happens this nets team is a lot different than we're going to you know we've been predicting this offseason yeah and i mean it's not like the nets are still not going to be an amazing team but Kyrie right. is a very big part of that team um both on and off the court and if you're going to be doing that it's going to cause like tension within the team too and he already did that last year. Like he, he has been a guy who brings a lot of drama into the locker room and I still like Kyrie, but that's, he does, he does do that. You can't deny it. Um, so it's a situation to keep looking at because yeah, I think at this point there's no way he starts the season. Like yeah. I don't think there's any way that happens. I mean, yeah. I, and it's, it's unfortunate because when he's at his peak, he's a top 15, top 20 player in the NBA. Like it's, Bottom bottom line, it's he can do what he wants, but he's got to realize that he's hurting everyone around him more than he's like supposedly, you know, helping them. So I don't know. Um, That's the biggest piece of news from preseason. I know you had said you wanted to talk about like just the fact that people overreact to the preseason. Yeah. I I mean, it's just you can say it about every single year, but it's like. Russell Westbrook played like eight minutes in the first quarter or something. It had like a bunch of turnovers and stuff and people are like, Oh, look how bad the fit is and whatever. <laughs> Just like let the season roll out. I bet he's not going to do well at the start of the season. I bet a ton of people on new teams aren't going to do well at the start of the season. And that doesn't mean his fit is just going to be bad. Um, but I mean, you can say that about literally everything. I was excited to see them play together. Uh, it was really weird seeing Russell Westbrook in a Lakers Jersey. Um, you've been seeing it in like photoshops for like 10 years, but it actually happening him playing with LeBron James. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it, it looked weird and the fit was weird to start, but like there's zero way that that was going to be a seamless transition. Like when LeBron went to Miami, they were like 500 in the first 16 games and LeBron and Dwayne Wade don't really fit well together. So like, I mean, it still worked out. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted wanted to say. Like, hey, don't be surprised. And I'm honestly expecting it if the Lakers start this season five and five, six and six, and people start all the, oh my god, they made the wrong moves, and then they'll go on some crazy streak, and then they'll they'll end up being a top team in the West. Like, yeah, with the amount of new players that are on that team it's not going to go well the first two weeks of the season, just because that's not how basketball and sports work. Mm. Like I'm fully expecting the Lakers to be a quote unquote disappointment to start the year and then just figure it out along the way. There's too much talent on that team for them. Not. Yeah. And there's like three people there from last year. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's not going to happen right away. So yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about um, the preseason. I mean, it's the preseason for a reason. You're not going to be able to make, like, big judgments from it. Uh, but I'm really excited for this season. I mean, they all the teams 
are like there's not this clear favorite like it was a few years ago you got the nets but i mean the Kyrie situation who knows what's going to happen so we'll see uh ben simmons that's been (laughs) talked about for the last freaking three years or something i don't know um this whole off season we don't i don't need to talk about that there's nothing new to say um but yeah i'm excited for the rookies too um the the rockets are a team i did want to talk about um yeah they're just exciting. I don't think they're going to be good at all, but that backcourt of um, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, uh, it's going to be really fun. So, uh, yeah, I'm Wood. excited. Like that, yeah, that's, the, It's a young team. Yeah. Um, don't forget about the Bucks either. The Bucks just won the NBA Finals, and they have the whole team back, basically. Like, that. that's, you know, they're they're going to be very good again. So, but, Got yeah. Got Allen, too. It, it, it'll trip some people um Probably. in terms of preseason don't overreact to anything um you know that that goes with players playing poorly and also players playing really well like dwight howard put up 24 and 12 <laughs> with like three blocks last night i'm not expecting that in the regular season dwight howard played like three full quarters that game like he's he, he's going to do that if that happens but he's not yeah. that's not what's going to happen in the regular season um is deandre jordan the starter for the lakers is that what I they've think, decided on i think they're still deciding if ad is going to play the five right because yeah, it, it would it's... be ad lebron mellow westbrook Mellow's... and any of those shooters i really like malik monk on that team malik monk like also getting some played well the other night so should be interesting um predictions for nba are next week because it's our last episode before the regular season very excited for that um but yeah it was a very good episode we talked about all three sports a pretty good amount which is great um thank you so much for listening if you listened this far go ahead and comment they should comment what should they comment what's a baseball thing they can say um you can say like giants Dodgers predictions. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, but yeah, that it's been it's been a good one. Um, and anyways, this has been the World of Sports Podcast. And for my co-host Logan Ring, my name is Diego Sandoval. Signing off. Signing off.